hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning. You're listening to AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and also streaming live on KNZR.com. And it's now time for the Kern County Real Estate Review with your host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Whatever your real estate needs are in Kern County, Lori and the McCarty Group are the local experts you can count on. Whether you're buying, selling, relocating, or maybe you just have a real estate question, all you have to do is call her at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And she or one of her team will be delighted to help you, so give them a call. And today, we've got a special guest host with us, and it's Christy White of Summit Funding. And Christy, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. I am doing fantastic. That's excellent to hear. Excellent to see you over in the studio. And I know Lori wouldn't let just anybody fill in for her, so I know she trusts you and you guys have worked together for a while now. And I'm excited to hear what we got happening today. Yeah, I'm excited too. I've been working with Lori for a lot of years and she is a fantastic woman. Guys, I am Christy White with Summit Funding here in Bakersfield. I have been doing home loans uh, here in Bakersfield for over 18 years, born and raised here. So I am am a local. Um, I am with a company called Summit Funding. We are a direct lender located off of California Avenue. We've actually been there since about September of last year. Excellent, excellent. Okay, and is is it staying pretty busy, real estate? Real estate and the mortgage world is staying extremely busy. We are thankful for that, for sure. Um, You know, there's there's definitely, through the years, been a lot of ups and downs, and um, it's great. There's a lot of people that want to move to Bakersfield. It's a great time to buy, and it's also a great time to refinance. That's perfect. That's great to hear. Do we have any special news topics we're going to talk about today? Nothing. You know, everything's up in the air as far as the mortgage industry goes with interest rates. You know, everybody has their predictions on what's happening. I don't know that I'd say there's any big news right now. Um, Everybody has their own predictions. You've got half of the experts that, um, you know, are going to be right, and the other half are going to be wrong. So (laughs) we all have our opinions. You're one of the right experts, correct? I am. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) That's great to hear. So what are we talking about today? Well, the first thing that I'd like to talk about, one of the most um, things that we actually get questioned are going to be pre-qualifying, the process of pre-qualifying and kind of what the steps are. So uh, when you guys out there, you know, you you hear Lori on the radio and you want to call in and you get her or somebody on her team, um, they get a lot of questions about what is the next steps. So they're going to send you to me. They're going to have you call me or my team or we're going to give you a call and we're going to the process. So we like to meet with everybody in person. We will give all of you options as far as you can do it online. I know that everybody out there sees so much, um, you know, advertisement as far as online and big names. And, you know, when you're doing those sorts of things, sometimes you feel like you're talking to a computer and you're, there's not another person behind the end of it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give you options to either come in in person, do an online application, or we can take some brief information from you over the phone. 
Once we do that, we're also going to need to verify your financial information. So we're going to ask that you provide things like pay stubs, W-2s, bank statements, uh, things like that, so that we can back up every the application that you've given it's us. It's like doing your taxes. It's like doing your taxes. <laughs> you know, I, we always say it's kind of like the doctor-nurse information. Ah, um, okay, you know, okay. we're going we're gonna to have you come in, and the nurses are going to kind of gather all of your information, and, and I'm the doctor, so I'm going to sit down and, and diagnose you and <laughs> get you on a plan and maybe give you a prescription. <laughs> okay, okay. And this is still just the pre-qual pre-qualification stage, right? Yes. Okay. So okay. so pre-qualification, pre-approval, um, with us, it's the same thing. You know, we're not going to get you back to Lori until we actually know that you are comfortable with where your mortgage payment's going to be. You're comfortable with how much money you're going to be putting down. So that way, when her and her team get you out and start looking for a home, you are going to be crystal clear on what to expect. Okay. Okay. And you talk about disclosing stuff. Don't leave anything out, right? When we're in this process, if right? I'm, if I'm looking for a mortgage, you're, I'm looking for a mortgage. You're trying to pre-qualify, pre-qualify me. Uh, I need to be open, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So when you, you know when you sit down with me, um, you want to put it all out there. If you've got IRS tax liens, if you've had short sales, um, we want to know all of that information up front. So that way you don't have any surprises at the end. Now, do, do people try to not tell you stuff? Oh, my gosh. You would be amazed. <laughs> <laughs> they say, maybe if I don't t- tell about this yeah. uh, behind on my child support thing, maybe they won't catch it. Right. Yeah. It, it, wow. Guys, just so you know, there's no hiding it. It all comes out. <laughs> there's so many rules and regulations now for home loans. So um, mm. we, we try to you know get to know you. And make sure that all of that information comes out up front. So that way, when you do go out looking for that house, you're going to get the, the house that's priced correctly for you, that you and your family are going to be happy in. Mm, is, it, is it pretty common for people to say, like, I can afford this, and then you prequal, and they're like, mm, not Oh, quite. my gosh. It's, it's, I think it's actually gotten worse, to be honest with you, <laughs> over the years, because there's so much misinformation out there online. Oh, wow. Um, you know, there's so much advertisement that says, as low as this, or, you know, calculate your own mortgage payment. Well, there's so many factors as far as, like, your down payment, um, private mortgage insurance, uh, the property taxes in Kern County, you know, everywhere oh, is a little uh, yeah. bit different. Okay, okay. But but the pre-qual step, first step, and now if you don't get pre-qualified, is there still hope for you? I mean, still, can you still... Yeah, so if you, okay. you know, you're going to give us a call or you're going to come in and sit down with me. At that time, if you are not qualified and not ready to go out looking for that house, we're going to give you your homework, okay? We're going to get uh-huh. you on a list of, hey, here's what you need to do to work on your credit. Um, here, let's put you on a savings plan. We're going to get you on track for the homework to be able to buy when you're ready. Okay, okay. Cause, so if you don't pre-qualify at this stage, there's still hope. Yes. This is where the discipline comes in. Christy, do you just give them kind of a checkoff list? Like, these are the things you got to take care of. Yeah. And okay. we will sit down and go over all of that with you. And we'll also give you a time frame. So okay. that way, you know, so many people come in and, and they've been to, you know, three different lenders before and they get to me and go, you know, they just told me I didn't qualify and I don't know why. That would be frustrating. It's really frustrating yeah. for people. You know, we we understand that every family out there deserves to get into a home. And you just want to know, what is my next step? If I'm not ready right now, tell me why and tell me what I can do to fix it. 
Yes, yes. Just like anything, it's kind of like dating for me. Yes. Tell me what I'm doing wrong so I can fix it. <laughs> Is that too much information? I'm sorry. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but no, but it, but it's 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 no matter what you do, you know, you you know, because we know getting into a house, owning a house is way better cuz renting, nothing against landlords or anything, but renting you kind of just always pay it. At least a mortgage, getting in your own home. It is. And you yeah. know, it's it's crazy to me. I see so many people and and especially right now, I feel like there's a lot of investors who have chosen um whether it's, you know, the the eviction moratorium or mm. just the pricing of the market. Um you know, there's a lot of people that come to me and they're on a fixed income at this point and they're like, "Hey Christy, I've been renting this house for, you know, $600 a month for 20 years and now my landlord wants to sell it." So, oh you know, it's really hard for me when I look at somebody and I look at somebody on a fixed income as much as prices have gone up and say, you know, unless one of your kids wants to help you co-sign, you're not going to be able to buy a house. So, um, you know, now is it's a great time to buy for no other reason other than the fact that you are going to have some security in the future and always know what your mortgage payment's going to be. And you're always going to have a place to live. Which is very important. Yeah. And, and rents go up. Rents go up. I don't know if yeah. you've been paying attention, but I cannot <laughs> believe the price of rentals. I mean, in town and and even those really expensive two bedroom apartments, you know, there's waiting lists for them. It's yeah, it's crazy because I, I personal story. I had a roommate. He moved out, and I was like, Phew, you know, because yeah, because <laughs> he was kind of messy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was a tough um, one. Yeah, and but nice guy and everything. But then recently he's all, hey, I just need a place for like a month because I can't find an apartment. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, you know what? I'll be a nice guy just for a month, right? So, you know, but he's like, there's waiting lists. Even, even you know, because I mean, I moved here in 2005, rented okay. a two-bedroom for 600 bucks. Great, great area, kind of Ash and Stockdale, kind of around that neighborhood there. Yeah. So fine, great, great, you know, centrally located and not too bad. Now that same place is like 1200 bucks, And you're just like, wow, that's crazy for a little two-bedroom. So so I, I feel his pain, If you, but but by, I feel like you should bypass that. Yeah. Go, go see Christy, get pre-qualified, and get into a, your own home. Yeah, now is definitely the time, guys. Um, as much as it's gone up, even if you don't, you know, you want to save up that money. And uh, so many people think I'm going to save all this money and I'm going to have all this money down. But if it takes you a couple of years to save that, think about what the market has done in, in Kern mm-hmm. County and Bakersfield since this pandemic. Right? It's, it's skyrocketed. It's skyrocketed. So, yeah. you know, we got people moving in, um, you know, from the Bay Area, from L.A., because if you can work from home, first of all. Right. right. You know, why wouldn't you move someplace that you can get a home for $2,000 a month versus, you know, <laughs> a studio apartment? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and Lori sold my mom a house. She lived in Orange County. And eh, about a year and a half ago, she decided to move here to Bakersfield. And and she was paying rent a one bedroom apartment, paying mm-hmm. you know two grand a month, and it's like yeah. that's your house payment for four bedrooms and a pool. Yeah, and it's like this is great. It so, is, yeah. it yeah. is, especially with families with kids. You know, they're able to, um, you know, have a yard for their kids and and have a little house and pay yeah. the same if not less. And pretty soon we'll have just as much traffic, so it'll feel <laughs> like you never left Orange <laughs> oh, County. Oh man, I hope not. <laughs> I do see that, though. I do feel like uh, it could be the construction. but It could be the construction all yeah. over town. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, too. Now, speaking of just the ho- the homes skyrocketing, going up, is there an actual percentage? Do we have kind of a ballpark number on how 
much it's increased and how much we expect it to increase? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of um, speculation on the the home prices. I know that home prices are you know you're at least twenty percent higher in the last year. Wow, um, you know, that's than unheard they were of, a year right? Ago. Yeah, twenty percent in one year. Ooh, my goodness. So, and a lot of that is because people moving from. It's. I think it's a markets. combination of people moving from larger markets. It's mm. a combination of everything was shut down, so you know everybody didn't have all of this money to go to Disneyland, to go to the beach, you know, to go on their normal trips. So when people are home and all they're thinking about is home, yeah, they're thinking about moving to larger homes, putting in a, buying a house with a pool. Okay. A little more, more stuff that you can do at your home. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I always thought about putting a driving range in my backyard with a net, of course. Oh, I'm like, wow, you must have a huge house. <laughs> it would have to have a net, but I was thinking like, that would be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. A little batting cage kind of area or something too. But but yeah, people are, are doing stuff like that. And and it's, it's you know, when you come from these, these bigger cities, LA, Orange County, the Bay. Yeah. And you're thinking like this, I'm paying half what I would pay where I, I'm coming from right. for a home that's probably better. Yeah. Or if okay. you're stuck in that, you know, if you're stuck in that apartment and you've got those neighbors above you that, you know, mm. they like to, to stay up and, and dance all night long, um, you might be thinking about getting out of that apartment. I just assumed you'd be the upstairs neighbor. <laughs> I but might no. be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you don't like living in a box in an apartment building, and again, nothing against that because, you know, oh, yeah. I've done it. Um, but it's, it's almost... Getting your own home is like freedom. It is. It's you know? it is. It's freedom and it's stability, knowing what your payment's going to be. You know, for the next thirty years. Yeah, yeah. It really doesn't change much. Maybe what taxes? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think your property taxes can go up about three percent a year, which okay. is which is super super small. And the, and the max a landlord can raise your rent is seven percent a year. Ooh, I'm not sure about that. Piece. We'd have to double check that, but I know it's more than three percent. Yeah. I do know that. I do know that. So. Yeah, and that three percent going up, that's only three percent of your property taxes, not your total payment. Right, right. Good point. Good point. Okay, so it's a few dollars a month probably. Yeah. Roughly, roughly. Uh depending on your loan, of course. Um, but that's that's great information. So if you are renting, call Christy. Yeah, give me a call, get it, guys. Get into, yeah. Christy White at Summit Funding, 661-204-5940. Again, Christy White at Summit Funding, 661-204-5940. Excellent. Hey, thanks, Christy. We do have to take a quick break. But, you know, if you need a refreshment, like uh, Lori does say, go, you know, refresh <laughs> your coffee. She's a big Dr. Pepper uh, person. Yes. Um, I, is that your drink of choice? Mine is water, believe it or water, not. Good. <laughs> water, good. Oh, water healthy. Wine. <laughs> how do you do it? I'm going to grab another cup of coffee, though. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> hey, we know how to get a hold of Christy now from Summit Funding. And also, let uh, just a reminder, if you want to reach Laura, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all of the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Or you can request an in-person tour, and she or one of her team will be happy to show you any of the available properties for sale. Whether it's a video tour or a personal showing that you're wanting, 
All you have to do is click on themccartygroup.com and start shopping. As the number eight agent for the Coldwell Banker North America and the only Kern County agent to be listed in the Real Trends Top 100 Rankings for Agents in the Nation for 2020, her goal, as well as that of her team, is to serve you. So let them do just that, and we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. Hi, Dennis Prager here for Lori McCarty, host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. If you've got questions about real estate, she's got answers. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR, 1560 a.m., 97.7 FM. Now that's smart. And we're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And you can call Lori anytime, and that phone number is 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to the website at themccartygroup.com, voted Best of Bakersfield, your favorite realtor for the last two years in a row. And she's certainly our favorite realtor here. And now if you're just tuning in, we're visiting this morning with special guest host Christy White of Summit Funding. Christy, good morning again. Hey, good morning and good morning everyone. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening. And and Christy, we've already dabbled in basically the pre-qualification process in the first segment. Yes. But I know there's a lot more to talk about there when is you're a thinking of looking for a mortgage. What do we got? There is a lot more. So for those of you just joining us, we did talk about, um, you know, basically you're going to give Lori a call, first steps, and then she and her team are going to send you over to me so we can see what you qualify for. And we talked about those next steps. So mm. we're going to get you guys into our office. Hopefully, let's get a face-to-face. Let's figure out what your mortgage payments are going to look like. So when you guys go out and start looking for that home, you're on track and looking for that right priced home. Okay, so we talked about that. Um, the next steps are going to be, you know, that, that paperwork that you're going to bring in, and then we're going to look at what kind of down payment assistance programs are out there. So for those of you living in that apartment and, um, you know, you're looking to get into that home, you're wondering, hey, what can I expect? You know, I hear these people that are talking about, hey, I got in with zero down, and then I also hear people talk about 20% down. So the, the extremes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, huh. you just if you're just wondering, you know, what can I expect? So we there are a lot of down payment assistance programs out there, okay, for first-time buyers. Um, the, there's three main ones, one of those being a state program, which is called CalHAFA. If we're going to get you into that one and you're looking, you know, hey, Christy, my landlord's kicking me out, and I only – how much money do I have to have to get into a place? Like, what's the minimum amount? We tell everybody that you want to be have at least between six to eight thousand dollars. Okay, you know you're going into a thirty year mortgage, so you want to make sure that you are prepared for um, you know the actual cost. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, hey, I can get you in with two grand, and then it comes down and you're halfway through it, and we go, oh, well, you need to go find a gift from somebody. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So we try to prepare you for that worst case scenario going into it. You know, if you've got a 1000 or $2,000 left over more than what we quoted you up front, great. 
You know, you're getting a new house. You're probably going to want to use that on furniture, drapes, you know, whatever. Freshen it up a little bit. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you need between that six to $8,000. So some some of you out there that are getting those stimulus checks, hang on to them. Let's get you into a house. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Now, because I'm thinking a lot of people, you know, if you're a first time buyer, you absolutely probably, you know, you're just hearing from your friends, their experiences. You're looking online and you say, like you said earlier, there's misinformation on the internet. Oh, yeah. It just is. So, and I thought that was an interesting thing you said. Zero percent? Do people actually think, can can you go in with zero percent down? You know, a few years ago when the market was a little bit different, sellers were paying some closing costs for you. So, you know, Lori and her team would be able to negotiate that for you Mm. with the seller. During that time, yeah, you were coming in with very little money. Okay, okay. But there's still things you're going to have to pay for. An appraisal. Oh, yeah. Inspection. Yeah, even if you're going to get some of that money back. And so that's where a lot of that misconception comes from. You know, Mm. somebody's talking to their friend who bought a house five years ago and said, well, I didn't come in with any money. That's not the case. Um, Mm. When Lori actually takes you out, she shows you that home and the seller accepts your offer, you're going to need a deposit. Okay, you're going to need, uh, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so you've got to, if you have no money in the bank, you need a little bit of money to be able to hand it to escrow and tell that seller, hey, Mr. Seller, I want this house and you're going to hang on to this money for me as a good faith deposit that I really wanted and I'm going to be able to get this loan. What kind of number is that? How much money would a deposit be? Roughly? You know, we see the deposit anywhere from um, fifteen hundred to four thousand dollars. So, okay. depending on the price of the home, is going to depend on how much money that deposit's going to be. Okay, and once once the deal's done, that money just goes towards. Yeah, that goes the towards principal. your final um, closing cost, required down payment. Um, any money that you pay kind of goes into to the pot. Of, of any of those costs that are You incurred. won't get that back. You are most likely not no, going to get it you're back. You're not going to get that back in check or cash form. It's going to go towards the expenses. Okay. It's going to go towards the expenses. I just wonder, maybe people think like, oh, sweet, a deposit, I'll get that back. There are people that think like that. And, yeah. and we really tell you, especially right now in this market, don't bank on getting that money back. Okay. But and it's going towards a good cause. It is going towards a good cause. And, you know, mm. you really got to think about when you move into an apartment or you rent a house... How much money are you paying just to get into that on a rental? Yeah, you've got it's it's first first and last month, and sometimes a security deposit. So a fifteen hundred dollar rental is going to cost you about four forty five hundred just to get in. Yeah, and that's just for a rental. That's for a rental. Yes, yes, and and I've rented a few places in my time. Yeah. I'm going to say zero percent of the time do I get my <laughs> deposit back it's pretty rare it's I've, yeah. I've left with a bill they're like hey your deposit didn't cover this yeah I'm like what so yeah so I've had to cut a check to leave yeah so yeah okay so okay. you know we try to tell everybody at least keep that in mind when you're when you when you're looking at a dollar amount to come in with on purchasing a home um you know you have to compare it to what am I paying for a rental that is not mine hey and okay and let me ask you this too coming in with money when you start this process um is it? Oh, I got in trouble for this one time. I, okay. I, I my side job is DJing. Yes, and I and I get paid in cash. Yes. So I've got. I'm not going to tell you where I hide it in my room, but <laughs> <laughs> but I keep. I I've got a, not a ton of cash, but a little bit. You know what I mean? I always yeah. like to have a little emergency fund. So so I took that cash, turned it into a cashier's check, and paid. Maybe maybe it was the deposit. Probably the which, deposit. But but I got a little bit of. You know, my mortgage lender's like, hey, where'd you get this? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. We don't we don't see any withdrawals. What's going on? Yeah. So so he kind of he kind of got a little upset with me. Yeah. Like, Dude, you can't pull money out of the mattress and do this. So and, and the reason I bring that up is maybe people don't know this because you know a they, lot of times yeah. when we when I, when I was younger. Dad, can I borrow fifteen hundred bucks? Yep. You know, and you know that's that that's so true. And so you know, in in that appointment, um, that initial appointment, those are the things we like to come out, and we will help you with what to do with that money. So, you know, if you've got that that mattress all that mattress money, money the money <laughs> stuck away in your safe, we're going to tell you what to do with that. Okay, okay. we're going to go over kind of the process because there are things that you can do. You can get a gift from a family member. Um, we might be able to document where that money comes from. If you're somebody who maybe cashes your checks and you pull money, we can get a history sometimes of a whole bunch of bank statements to prove, you know, here's how much your normal checks are and here's how much you're probably saving at home. But before you do that and before you put any of that money in the bank, come and see us. Okay. 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 Let's. And, and the reason they want to know where it came from Honestly, there's a ton of reasons. Um, okay. They want to make sure, you know, uh, the lender is is protecting the lender. There's rules and guidelines for insuring loans. So, you know, we kind of have a checklist of things that we have to make sure of. So, you know, one of the big things we want to make sure is, did you go out and borrow that money? Do you have any other bills or debts, a monthly payment that we should be counting against uh, you? Okay. That's okay. part of it. Um, okay. They want to make sure that you're not getting money from a seller you're not getting a kickback from a real estate agent. Like any of the money that goes huh. into a transaction, we need to make sure where that money came from. Did this used to happen back in the day? There is a reason for all of these <laughs> roles. <laughs> not trying to get anybody in trouble. But yeah, you wonder about that. You're like, hmm, okay. Because maybe before or a long time ago, yeah. people would say like, hey, I'm going to give you two grand. Because right. I want you to close this deal because I want out of this house. Yeah. So there was a time, you know, some of some of us that were around the two thousand, you know, six, seven, eight yep. era. Oh, yeah. um, there were there were straw buyers. There were um, people in the I don't want to say in the industry, but there were people that knew what they were doing that were maybe giving, um, you know, buyers cash, saying, "Hey, go buy this house." And then when the market crashed. You know, the agents made their money, the sellers made their money, and the buyers were stuck with these loans that they couldn't pay for. That there's no way. Yeah. Right. Okay. There's way over their head. Okay. Okay. So, so it does kind of protect from that happening. It does. It prevents it. Okay. It does. Okay. So, you know, along with um, that mattress money that you got at home, you know, and we're going to help you with that, there are other things that you should not do while you're either in the process or shortly before you decide to start looking for a home. I'm excited to hear these. <laughs> <laughs> the laundry list the of don't things. Do's. Okay. The don't do's. The don't do's. So if you've been on the job for a while, first thing, don't change jobs. Don't, don't change quit. jobs. Don't quit your job. Don't even give your notice. Okay. Huh, okay. Um, I've literally had people where, you know, they were supposed to get their keys on a Friday afternoon. It's literally Thursday. We're ready to close their loan. One of the things that we as a lender have to do at the last minute is call your employer and say, are they still employed? Wow. Okay. Right. <laughs> we're making sure. Are you still making that money? Or, you know, did you tell the boss that you're done? Right. I literally had somebody who, we called and said, hey, is, is you know, Joe Blow still employed? And they said, actually, he went on a two-week vacation, and he gave notice before he went on vacation. So wow. he will not be working here in two weeks. Oh, my goodness. And wait, so do you, do you have to call him and say, like, <laughs> hey, 
We can't give go, you this loan. Go get your job back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You better fly back from Hawaii now. Yes. And, and, and get back to work. Because, I mean, if people do that, I mean, this this poor guy. Yeah. So it's like you don't get the house. Right. Because, I mean, oh, for geez. us, we have to make sure that it's, you know, that your income is expected to continue. So, you know, that's the reason for it. Is it yeah. likely that your income is going to remain stable and it's going to be the same, mm. you know, for the next three years? I, I just can't imagine someone doing that in the conversation with him after when you have to call him and say, like, hey, you, you, it's done. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I hope you still have the keys to your apartment. It's a horrible, it's a horrible conversation. It's a horrible feeling for everybody. So, you know, these do's and don'ts, don'ts, we try to go through these at the initial application as well. So everybody's on the same page and nobody can say that we didn't tell you. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. Back to work history, though. How long do you need to be at a job, you think? So you only need, I mean, you only need two years of employment history. So you could have been working at Domino's since high school part-time, and maybe you just started with the county and you've only been there for a month. If you are a full-time employee, we can use that income. Oh, okay. So it's two years continuous. Yeah. Not necessarily at the same place. Yeah. There's a lot of that, you know, misconception about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know my husband was even just talking about that the other day. And I said, no, you know, you, as long as you have a good, solid employment history for two years, you're good. Even if you've only been on that current job a couple of weeks or a month. Okay. Okay. What about a gap? So the gaps of employment are something that we're really looking at hard right now. Um, FHA has come back and said, you'd think that they'd be a little bit more lenient with COVID, and they are not being lenient with COVID. Mm. They're saying, hey, if you are off, first of all, for more than six months, then we have a problem. We need to see Uh. that you're on your current job a year. Um, And we also need to average your income. So if you're somebody who works 40 hours a week, we are going to really kind of go through your income with a fine-tooth comb because we have to average it, okay? Oh, so those being out of work for a few months is going to drop that average? Yep. It's like a weekly average? or it's We're going to basically take the last, you know, like two years, 24 months, and we're going to say, hey, what did you make? Well, you know, like a lot of people out there, everybody's coming in going, well, but I had this unemployment and I was making more money on unemployment. I was going to ask you, is unemployment count? Unemployment does not count. Does not count as income. It does, okay. it does not count because we can't expect that it's going to continue. Well, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping it doesn't. Yeah, we don't expect it to continue after two and a half years. Yes. That's, oh my gosh. I know people living on it, by the way. There is. A, you'd be surprised how many They've people. got great tans. And it's like, seriously. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. But guys, if you want a home loan, um, we are not going to be able to count that unemployment as far as income for qualifying you. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. Make a note of that. Yeah. Yeah. So get back to work. Right. We all want to get back to work anyways. (laughs) Yeah. So don't quit your job or change jobs when you're thinking about purchasing. What about, like I talked about being a DJ on the side, the cash. So cash money, unless you tell the IRS that, that you're actually earning it, mm-hmm. we can't use it. So so I'm reporting it at the end of the year when I do my taxes, I report this as additional income. Yes. As long as there's a record of it. As long as there's okay. a record of it for two years. So we're going to take a look at your actual tax returns to see if we can use that income. Okay. Um, then you absolutely can. But, you know, most people don't want to actually show the IRS that money because nobody <laughs> wants to pay Uncle Sam, right? More taxes. Because <laughs> I'm thinking there's a lot of... Lot of uh, Cash-based jobs like waiters, waitresses, bars, oh, um, yeah. hairdressers yep. get a lot of cash and barbers and stuff like that. So, 
Yeah. And especially after last year, I feel like there was a lot of people that did lose their jobs and they were on that unemployment. So they were venturing out Mm. to see what new businesses they could drum up some money. Okay. Okay. Just the side hustle, right? (laughs) The side hustle. Okay. So keep track of that. Yeah. Cause that's, you don't want to not keep track of it. I get it. We don't, yeah. Like you said, we don't want to pay more taxes, but if you're looking for a house and you're making an extra two grand a month on your side hustle, yeah, it's going to help you get a, what, a better rate? It's going to help you to get more house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are probably going to be looking for as much income as we can pull out as far as qualifying you okay. to get you into that home that you really want to be able to buy. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, um, <clears throat> am I correct? I'm taking notes here. The down payment assistance, you did mention one, the Cal yes. Hafta. Yeah, it's a Cal, it's a California housing finance agency. So it is a state program. It's one of the best that's out there right now for those first time buyers. Okay. Okay. And that's through the state. That is actually, we do them directly, but um, we actually have to go through the state to actually get your loan insured. Okay. Okay. And basically what, what these things do, they just give you, they cut you a check for the down payment or? We actually fund the money, so we're okay. gonna we're gonna fund it all within your home loan. We're gonna send that money to escrow, so it's not like a check that you're gonna actually get back. It's okay. gonna go to help you coming in with that least amount of money down. Okay, okay. And how how big of an impact is that on your down payment? I'm thinking, uh, um, so you're so you're doing three and a half percent down. Yep. And they'll kick in a lot of that. So there is a there is a, a portion. So you basically get about. The maximum is about four and a half percent is what you're going to end up with on your side less after the fees and the cost for the programs. Um, it's about four and a half percent that helps you with your down payment and your closing costs. So, okay. um, you know, for somebody that's looking at a starter home, we will typically say you're looking at coming in with closer to six or eight thousand okay. versus coming in with maybe, um, you know, 17 to 20,000. Okay. Okay. And this is assistance, meaning yes. you don't have to pay it back. No, that is not really? the case. <laughs> it's oh. a it's a down payment assistance program. Okay. So it is a home loan program, but you know, there's there's pros and cons to everything. So you will mm-hmm. have these loans that are tacked onto your house that do have to be paid okay. at some point in time. Now, the great thing about them is they're super low interest rates. I believe one of them is a zero oh, percent. One of them is one. Super low interest rates, and they don't have to be paid back until you either sell the home, refinance the home. Or you're done paying off that 30-year mortgage. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, so this is something almost even like, don't even worry about it till later. Yes. Okay, okay, that's re- That's actually really cool. Yeah. That's awesome, that's awesome. Um, I was going to ask you a question, too. Now, you mentioned earlier there's a 0 to 20% down payment. What is there an average? Because I'm thinking 20%. That seems like a lot of cash to have on hand yeah. to put down. I mean, what's the average price of a home in Bakersfield now, 300 250 to 300 oh, maybe yeah. even more yeah i mean most low. people are looking at you know above the 250 range for a starter home okay okay so if you're taking 300 do, do a lot of people have 60 grand to put down most first time buyers do not okay, okay. the 20 okay. percent down usually typically comes from somebody who is a move-up buyer maybe you're looking at selling your current home you want to avoid that pmi and you want to put it down into that new home okay okay so on average it's three to four percent on on average you're looking at i mean the first time buyer obviously wants to come in with the least um but you can do you know average you're probably looking at more like five to ten percent for somebody who's been saving okay okay and that's 
that's discipline, but but it's also thinking, <laughs> yeah. you know what, I got to put this away again because real estate's a great investment. We it is that. a great investment. Um, are there other um, down down payment assistance programs? There are. There is a couple of other ones. Um, okay. One of them is called Open Door. That one, it's a great program. Um, you do not have to be a first-time buyer to use that one, but the interest rates on that one are higher. And okay. then we have another one that's called the GSFA Platinum. Um, that's a great program as well. And that one is an option for a forgivable loan for somebody who is a teacher, um, firefighters. There are certain criteria for employment where you might actually be able to get that forgiven and not have to pay that back to get into that house. Oh, so would that be um, service industry or I guess that would be... What would that be? Because of teachers, firefighters, probably police officers. Police officers. Okay. Um, it, okay. it is. It is very specific. I know anybody that works for like the school districts as well. Okay. Um, so it is very specific on who gets those forgiven. Now the program is available to everybody, but it's it's forgiven for the uh, certain industries. Okay. Forgiven is in. You don't have to pay it back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So teachers, firefighters, police listening. Yeah. Contact Christy. Contact me, guys. <laughs> now. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to ask about the open door. Is that just specifically for non-first-time buyers? That is for people that maybe don't fit in the box for those those state programs, the, the platinum program. Um, interest rates on that one are a little bit higher. Maybe you have a lower credit score. Uh, maybe you have a little more debt to income and we're trying to get you into a different house. So there, there's a box that you're going to fit into where maybe you don't qualify for A and B, um, we might put you into that other open door program. Okay. Now, when I go to you looking for a mortgage, you'll look at these for me? Yep. I'm okay. going to, we're going to, right? This is what I do, guys. It's okay. my job to go over all of the options with you, figure out the program that is best for you and, you know, give you those options and let you make that decision. Okay. Okay. Great. So, so it almost sounds like if you're hesitant thinking about, I'm, I don't have a down payment, yeah. There's ways around that or there's ways to assist there are. you with the down payment. There are. So the goal is, you know, get you guys into a home when you're ready, when you start looking. Because you have to, you know, you got to live somewhere. So let's right. get you into a house that you can afford. Even if you don't have the money now, you know, these programs, you can pay them back at any time. Which is really nice. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing too. When you when you talk about that, okay, so it's not, now does a small portion, is there an actual payment on your mortgage payment? to pay these off or is it you can defer it for whenever you want each program is a little bit different okay, um, okay. most most of these don't have any payments until the end okay okay so if you're in a 30-year mortgage yeah you could yeah you could you could wait 30 years you could wait okay. 30 years and um, it does it does grow due to interest but minimal it's yeah it's super minimal in comparison to the appreciation in the market guys mm -hmm. and how much the cost of housing is going up let's get you into that house now you can worry about you know paying those other programs back down the road yeah we talked about a 20% increase in home values in a year obviously that's probably it, not going to happen soon right or what's the average like 3 4 5% a year I don't, you know, to be honest with you, I don't have those numbers right in front of me and I don't want to speculate. Right, um, right. But, I got gotcha. you. But it's, it's just, you know, what we have seen. I mean, the market's always going to appreciate. You yep. can look historically. You can even look at, you, even during the downturn of our market, if the needle had continued to rise at, at a consistent rate, that's where we're at now. 
Yep, yep. So, so just you know, if you're thinking again, if you're thinking about the down payment, thinking that's oh, that's an obstacle I can't overcome. I, yeah. You know, if you're thinking that, think guys, that yeah, don't think that way. Give me a call. Come see me. Um, I'm going to sit down, go over all of those options with you. Christy White at Summit Funding, 661-204-5940. Again, it's Christy White at Summit Funding, 661-204-5940. Excellent. Hey, well, with that, let's take another quick break here. Uh, go refreshing up that coffee or water if you need a fresh water, Christy. Um, but you you listening as well. Uh, freshen up your drinks, your coffee or whatever. But it is time to take another break. We'll take a quick minute. And you know what? We'll be right back with more of the Kern County Real Estate Review with special guest Christy White right here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. The times we're living in are unparalleled. And it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. We're back, and you're listening to KNZR 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our special guest host, Christy White of Summit Funding, and our regular host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. And now for all your real estate needs, if you have any questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Sunday mornings. And again, if you're just tuning in, we've got special guest host Christy White of <laughs> Summit Funding. And how are you doing today, Christy? I'm doing fantastic, Adelaide. Excellent, excellent. Now, previously we talked about the uh, different down payment assistance programs that are out there. Yes. And and we're hoping to get into some other topics like interest rates, refinancing. Yeah. What's going on with the rates? Interest rates are low. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, so many of us, even those of us in the industry actually thought, you know, the beginning of this pandemic um, for a super short period of time, we're talking, you know, days, uh, interest rates change every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. So at the very beginning of this, we had a couple of days where um, they went up 
believe it or not. Wow. Um, they went up quite a bit at the very beginning of this, and then the government stepped in and said, whoa, 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 we're going to start feeding this money, and we're going to keep interest rates low. Okay. okay. We, want, we want interest rates to stay low. We want the housing market to, to stay stable. Um, so that happened the beginning of, that was what, March of, of 2020. Okay. Interest rates have remained low. We saw a shift in January where they went up some. They've actually come back down. So um, you're still looking, you know, super low threes, most likely, for your interest rates, just depending on the program that you're doing, where your credit is. And, you know, I know we talked about the appreciation rate. Some of you guys, um, you know, the appreciation rate of your home makes a huge difference. So we talked about down payment assistance programs, and that kind of leads us into how much has your house appreciated if you are a current homeowner. Mm. Now, um, they always use the term historically low. <laughs> I hear that a lot, right? <laughs> so I'm like, wait a sec. Um are we still in that historically low rate? We, we are. And depending on, you know, um, you know, some of you hear the twos. Others of us have been around a long time. Um, you know, some of us that know, like my parents that were in the industry in the 80s and 90s, you know, for for them, you're talking, you know, 17% interest rate. Oh, my gosh. Which was insane, right? Oh, gosh, yes. That's expensive money. That is very expensive wow. money. But you know what? Even during that time, people were buying and selling homes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's now. Now this is one thing I think about too when I hear that term historically low. Yeah. It will. Will the threes become the new average? If I only had that crystal ball. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking people are sitting on the sidelines like I'm going to wait till interest drop even more. You know there there are a lot of people um, that have done that. Um, interest rates are still historically low. Okay. Okay. They're not quite where they were at the end of last year, but they are pretty dang close. Okay. 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 Um, if if you bought your home even a couple of years ago, it's definitely worth looking into. You know, if you're not sure, hey, our interest rates going to keep going down. Um, you know what's going to happen. I don't know, guys. None of, a, us, yeah. none of us have that crystal ball on what's going to happen, but I'll tell you, I refinanced my home. Okay, okay. Now, because I'm thinking this too, okay, to refinance a home, what's the number one reason? To lower your interest rate? Um, That'd be my guess. Most people want to do it to actually lower their payment. That is, uh, that is probably the biggest reason. But we also have people that want to maybe pull cash out of their home. Um, another reason is maybe to drop that private mortgage insurance that's on your home. Right. So, right. you know, if you were one of those people that came in and got one of those down payment assistance programs and got the lowest money down, say two years ago, there's a chance you could refinance right now and if we can lower your payment, or even if your your rate stays the same, your payment's still probably going to drop. Okay, okay. Because I'm thinking, well, here, well here's, here's the thing about lowering the payment. That's great because you do have month-to-month expenses. Right. But you got to kind of watch the principal, right? Because there's going to be a cost to refinance. There is going to be a okay. cost to refinance. So, okay. you know, there's reasons to look into that. And, and I will tell everybody up front. So I'm not somebody who's going to encourage you to refinance if it's not going to benefit you. Okay. 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 There's a lot of people out there that will do that. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lori wouldn't have you on if you weren't honest. I mean. Oh, and we love, we just love Lori to death. We sure do miss her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, because, and I, I bring that up too, because I'm thinking, is there a formula that says, okay, Lauren, your payment 
However, your 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 principal is going to go up a little bit because mm-hmm. you're going to probably roll that roll the fees back in. Yes. Is there a, a formula that tells you like a break even point? There, it's more. I always try to look at it with everybody as far as years. You know, how long do you plan on staying in this home? If you're thinking you're going to be moving out of this home or you're going to be selling this home in the next year to two years, I'm going to tell you don't do it. Okay, uh, that's okay. probably not going to be a break even point for you. But everybody's situation is a little bit different. Um, yeah. You know, if you're if you're buried and you're drowning in credit card bills and you know they're all maxed out and you're just making the minimum payments, then we have some other options to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Maybe your situation is, I wanna move out of state in the next year and I'm drowning in these credit card bills and my credit score is low, Christy. What can I do? Uh, okay. okay, okay. So you know, depending on everybody's own situation, I'm going to give you my advice on what I think works best for you and give you all of those options. Okay. Okay. If you've got all that credit card debt, yeah. If you've got, you know, you bought your home five years ago and you've got $100,000 equity in that house, let's tap into that house. Okay. Tap into some of that equity, get some of those credit cards paid off. And I know that's not what, um, you know, the the Dave Ramsey's and a lot of people say (laughs) too. Hey, I've been down that path of, you know, yeah, you know, I learned the hard way. You know, credit card—that's free money. Yes, no, it's not. You got to pay it back, and it's a high interest rate. So yeah, I get it. I get it. So you know, we don't always look at you know rolling all that credit card debt into your house, but you know, if you only have certain options, if you're drowning in these monthly payments and you've got all this equity in your house, let's look into tapping into it to free you up, get your head above water as far mm-hmm. as those bills go, and not only that, but it's going to bring your credit score up. So in the next couple of years, when you're wanting to maybe sell your home move out of state, you're going to have a great credit score to be able to get a great interest rate and a great program on that new house. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking benefits-wise of getting rid of that credit card debt is, one, of course, the high interest rates. Yes. But two, when you do your taxes, you're still writing off interest. You're still writing right? off the mortgage interest. All yes. that stuff, too. So then now you can actually write that off Yeah. before you, you can't write off credit card debt. Right. You cannot write that off. So, okay. Okay. Um, now, another thing you mentioned, too, was credit score. Yes. What's, what's uh, um, I guess there's a couple things I'm thinking about. <laughs> Where, what does your credit need to be, one, and, and uh, how can you improve it, too? So, just depending on programs, okay, we can do as low as a 580 if you want to purchase a home. Huh. So, yeah. You that's can pretty actually, low, right? It is. I mean, that's... Okay. Okay. Five eighty. Wow. Okay. It it, it is. Um, but it's possible. You know, if okay. you have a five eighty credit score, it might be possible that we can get you into a home. Okay. Um, just depending on the program. And as far as increasing it, we're gonna go over all of that with you. So I know we talked before about, you know, first step, call Lori and her team, give me mm-hmm. a call, let's get you into the office. We're gonna look at your homework, okay? Credit scores you would be amazed at the little things that can be done to increase that credit score. Mm. A lot of people come to me and they say, no, 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 I don't want you to run my credit until I pay off all of this old stuff. Stop. Don't do that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, You know, a lot of times we'll tell you to go build new good credit to help increase your score faster than paying off some of that old stuff. Hmm. Interesting. So if I, so if I, 
How would I build new good credit? So we will usually tell you there's a couple of tricks. Um, You might have a mom, dad, uncle, brother, somebody who has some credit cards that they've had open a long time in good standing with maybe a big limit and a really low balance. One of the things you might be able to do is have them add you to that card. That's a a great trick for starters. Um, Other things that we're going to have you do is maybe go get a secured credit card. Or we might even have you try to go get a credit card on your own, just depending on, um, you know, once we look at your credit, we're going to say, here's an option A, B, or C that you can do. Okay. Because I have heard people say, like, don't close any credit card accounts. Yeah, absolutely not. You don't want to close them. You want to leave them open and you want to let them age. Okay. Okay. Because you think about, I have one credit card in particular that I never use. Yeah. Will, will they ever close me? They will. So I got, you got to use <laughs> it what, once or twice a year? Yeah, usually about every six months you want to use it. Um, okay. You know, put a charge on it and get it paid to keep that open and active. Okay, okay. And yeah, that's a great a great trick, I guess, or, you know, where you, you add, add yourself or have someone say, okay, add me to your account. Yes. And now it automatically say I've had a credit card open for 10 years in good standing. Yes. And I add my cousin. Now it looks like your cousin's had that credit card open for 10 years. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. Now, cousin, don't use the credit card, please. Right. <laughs> right. But, now, you but, can yeah. go ahead and do that. Just don't give them the card. <laughs> but, oh, okay. But yeah, you're not getting a card with it. Okay. That's great. Okay. Cool. Cool. So yeah. So credit cards, I mean, I'm sorry, credit scores are just, I mean, it's the main thing. And it also determines what you qualify for. Yes. What your interest rate will be. Yeah. And even the term. Well, yeah. I guess the term like is pretty standard. Term's but. pretty standard, um, but credit score is going to be a big factor when you're actually refinancing your home. Okay, okay, and and I I think a lot of people think I remember having a friend, you know, when she was going to try to buy a house, mm-hmm. and it was pretty low. Even, yeah, even the bank lady's like, Ooh, you know, yeah, this is going to take away. it was it was definitely under five eighty, but it's it's one of those things. I, I feel like men have a tendency to. Not go to the doctor because they're, we're we're afraid something's going to be wrong, <laughs> right? right? I think I think there's there's that fear too. It's like I don't want to know my credit score because I know it's bad. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even want to know. But you can't think that way. Oh, that and that's so huge. It's there's there's you know we get so many calls. The best thing for you to do is let's just rip that bandaid off. Let's mm. take a look at your credit. You know, let's see where you're at. And if you're not quite there. We will help you figure out what you need to do to get it there. Have there ever been tears involved? There have been tears. There have oh been. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and I've been there. I've had a really bad – I went through it. It was years ago, and I, you know, and I handled it. But, mm-hmm. but it's, 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 it's a yucky feeling. Yeah. I, I do remember like, oh, my gosh, it's that bad. And, and I didn't pay my bills. I mean, you know, again, yeah. in my younger days. You know, it's crazy. We see the tears the most um, – to be honest with you, with people that have tried to fix it themselves and they've been working so hard and they've been paying all their bills and they've been doing all of this for a year. And I go, oh, but this. And and it's just a horrible feeling because, you know, if, if depending on where you're at, come talk to the experts. You know, mm-hmm. call Lori and her team. Give me a call. If it's not something that's simple that you can do yourself, we're going to refer you to somebody who can actually help you with your credit and do it for you. Okay. Okay. So there's help for that. Yeah, but don't guess. You know, don't don't try to do it yourself. Don't don't try to YouTube it. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say that. Watch YouTube. Watch YouTube. Don't try to read it yourself because you might end up in my office in a year in tears. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but but don't be afraid. Yeah. Rip that. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't. You know what? It's it's all about learning. Um. You know. 
maybe not knowing once you know when you sit down and you talk to us and we mm-hmm. say here's where you're at and here's what you need to do i promise you you're going to feel better when you walk out of the office because at least now you know and you have a plan yeah you've got steps to take to improve it yes and, and take care of it once you got once it's good yeah it's it's and i'll say this speaking from personal experience it's a good feeling when you have good credit it, it's it weird. Is. It really affects your psych. You know, you're just like, man, this feels good. But oh, man, you know, some of us that have come from that place of not being able to get a, a bank account because our credit was horrible. And guys, I promise you, I've been there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get it, once you get that credit score up there, you never know when you're going to need it. You know, let's get that credit score up. And then it, you really, really don't want to. Don't let it get back down there. Again. Yeah, yeah. Take care of it. <laughs> Definitely take yeah. care of it. Um, uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, and you, we, this is kind of going back about assistance for like teachers, police officers. Um, what about like military veterans? Is there special programs for them? Absolutely, there are programs out there for the military for VA. Um, we also have some down payment assistance programs that are going to layer on top of those programs. Um, but we've been doing those programs for a long time, so we absolutely help help our vets and our military. That's awesome. Shout out to all the veterans and military yes. here in Bakersfield and Kern County. Yes. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. Well, I feel like we've actually covered a lot of stuff. We have covered a and, whole lot. You know, from, from pre-qualifying to to these different down, down payment assistance programs to interest rates and refinancing. Um, before we wrap up, though, Christy, what, what are we missing? Is there something else we're missing? Call me. you know none of us know where interest rates are going to stay there's a lot of expectation out there guys um it's all going to be dependent on what happens in in our in our current market with the pandemic with all of this unknown so don't wait you know don't wait if you're even considering purchasing a home if you're even thinking about refinancing and you're not sure about your options Um, if you're thinking about selling you know give me christy white at summit funding a call you can call me you can also call Lori's team um, they're amazing as well if you're thinking about selling that house and maybe relocating christy white at summit funding here in bakersfield 661-204-5940 again it's christy white at summit funding 661-204-5940 hey well thank you so much christy white for uh, being our special guest host on uh the kern county real estate review we definitely appreciate you Thank you. And thank you for listening to KNZR 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we'll be back next Sunday morning for another edition of the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group and Coldwell Banker. Thank you. on missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to the McCartygroup.com and start packing.
Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to, or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD. Online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there, and you can start packing.